What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. It's that nine to five time feeling loud. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, AEW's big event, All Out. Uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan still are going through that weird storyline. NJPW's Royal Quest on a big week in the wrestling tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. Welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Hand the Rockets Red Glare. <laughs> the job's bursting in there. Gave proof through the night that the Smarks were still there. Yes. Turn that down, Sam. And to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowman, what's going on, two beer? That was dedication. Uh, shout out to, to Bo for that one. Yeah, he told me to lean into it. <laughs> you, 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 you I would have I would have hit the notes better if the music wasn't playing in the background. You know what I mean? <laughs> Naturally, you know, it just it just screws you up. I yeah. Perfect pitch. I'm, I'm good, man. Like uh, I'm I'm way less uh, stoned than I was yesterday. <laughs> That's and good. by yesterday, I meant last week. So, so only maybe slightly. Not, maybe only slightly. <laughs> and to his right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? <sighs> Kids these days. Allow us to pull down the good book of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 121, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. It is all good, baby. Oh, Shout oh. out to my girl. What? He did the sign of the cross when he said it. That was over the top good. No, he does it every week. I didn't. I never looked. I know. <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Becky Balbo. I can't wait to see you tomorrow night. Big weekend of wrestling. God love my girlfriend because uh, she's going to have to kind of do her thing for a few hours so I can sneak all out in. <laughs> Big weekend of wrestling. Uh, we are Sans Lucha Chris again tonight. Once again, we miss you, bud. He is on his way back home to KC. So safe travels, Murray the Murray Man Murray or Lucha Chris, whatever we're calling you these days. Uh, we miss you. We'll have you back here soon. We are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in downtown St. Louis. We got Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knobs tonight. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Uh, before we get too far into it, uh, we got to thank that day one-ish sponsor, JJ Twigs. Got that South City Thin Crust Pizza. That delicious, the best Thin Crust Pizza in all the land. And there's lots of Thin Crust Pizza here. Uh, if you don't like Thin Crust, you can get a Double Decker. Uh, they are on Southampton, just south of Eichelberger. Uh, go there for Cardinal Games. They got great bucket specials. It's a... Family-friendly place if you want to be. It is a uh, adult-friendly place if you want to be. I mean, it's not a swingers club or anything, but it is. <laughs> it is adult-friendly. It's a dog-friendly place, you know, if you're into 
Well, you know, oh, I'll just, you Lord. know, I can bring my dog there is what I'm saying. Uh, go to JJ Twigs on Southampton. Uh, tell him the band from Ringside sent you. Before we get to our, nope. You know what? I already said that part. Let's get into our three counts. <laughs> JCB, what you got? Chicago. They're back. All out on Saturday night. Loaded card, 10 matches, highlighted by the inaugural or whatever you guys want to call it. What no, is inaugural. it? It's inaugural. Is it inaugural? Yeah, okay, good, because right. I was getting ready to say the the English Nazis over here to my left would correct me if I was wrong, but the inaugural AEW World Heavyweight Championship highlights the show featuring one Adam Page versus one Chris Jericho. Obviously, nine other matches going with that, but to me, obviously, that is the highlight. I don't want to delve too far into it because there's a lot of matches to talk about. I'll just say this. When I first saw this match coming, I want Adam Page to be the champion, but I just don't think it's the right time or the right place, especially with a fairly huge NXT, not NXT, but a TNT deal on the table, ready to roll. Chris Jericho is the face of... Unfortunately, that it should be, I shouldn't say unfortunately, Just that's just me being a mark, but Chris Jericho is going to be the guy that should be the champion because that way you would get the mainstream viewer in because that's how, I guess, you're supposed to do it nowadays. I don't know. Another story for another time. I'll just say this. For the next three or four hours on Saturday it should be an amazing, amazing ride, including the pre-show, so that would probably be four to five. Either way, if you don't want to watch it, just don't shit on anybody else that wants to watch it. Let them watch it in peace. If you want to shit on it, then expect to get shit on in return. Nonetheless... You're talking about Twitter now, aren't you? Oh, yeah, for sure, because it's going... Because this is their biggest show. It's there are the people show. out there shitting on this? Oh, yeah, for there sure. There are people that are rooting for this not to, to succeed? For sure. They want AEW to fail because they want WWE to be the biggest and the the only and brand in town. Every one of them are climate change deniers. And they, they fucking suck. I mean, are they all like, I mean, I can't imagine. Are they all 12 years old? Like, No, no. I, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I would, I'll just say this. If you want it to fail, then that's, that's a damn shame because ultimately, if it does fail, we're going back to what Vince wants to do and just throw anything out there. There wouldn't be a Bray Wyatt. There wouldn't be any envelope pushing by WWE, which would also mean no NXT to Wednesday nights. They wouldn't step up their game. There would have been no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. I mean, there wouldn't have been a lot of things if there was no competition. So this ultimately, I think, everybody just on both sides, everybody just needs to relax and just let this thing play out because if they, if it plays out and goes the right way, this could be another golden age in wrestling in general on both sides of the fence. Okay. Let's stay on that main event here for a second. Zach, who do you think should win and who do you think will win hangman page or Y2J? So early on, on record here on the podcast if you listen back uh saying that adam page should take it we need new stars and this was like before AEW was actually like really like taking off like as a promotion before there was a tnt deal before all of that stuff and you know given some time to like ruminate on it and think about it like yeah adam page like can be the guy he has not been positioned as the guy uh they definitely have not done enough with adam page to make him the guy 
Uh, they haven't even done, done enough with Kenny Omega to make him the guy, even though he is the guy. Uh, Chris Jericho is the guy, and Chris Jericho will win, and he should win, and this is a huge deal. And if you want to have a good program, you have one of the hottest heels in the business. I wouldn't say the hottest, but one of the hottest heels in the business, a, a legend in his own right, Chris Jericho, take that inaugural AEW title and let Kenny Omega and Adam Page and Pac and run it down the line. Let's, let them chase Moxley. Let them chase. Um, I can see it both ways, and I've kind of been going back in between. I think I was on here a few weeks ago saying it just makes the most sense to have Jericho win it just because then you go into this huge TV deal. Uh, WWE fans, or I know Cody doesn't like the term, or casual fans might see, oh, here's this new thing, and Jericho's the champion. I'm going to check it out. That being said, AEW has said, Cody and the Bucks have said on record, we're not trying to be WCW. We're not trying to just grab a bunch of old stars and build a promotion out of old stars. We're trying to build something new. I could see Adam Page going on, going over, Hangman Page going over, and them just saying, fuck it, he's our guy, and uh, we'll have maybe Omega, maybe a heel Omega chase a face Hangman Page or something because look at the... Omega in a second, but he he did cut a great heel promo on Moxley <laughs> this Dude, week. Jericho's promo was great too, and that's that's the main thing that we're missing from Adam Page. Like if you watch Being the Elite, there was kind of a cool Being the Elite that had uh, Nick and Matt in a hotel room with Adam Page, and they were talking about uh, Page being a high school teacher, or he was you know he's a teacher before he did this, and actually like he was doing it while he was doing this, and it was really funny because he's like yeah he's like if any of my students like want to come to All Out he's like just hit me up I'll get you tickets he's like except to Sean from uh, two thousand like thirteen he's like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> as a former teacher like I totally empathize with that that's great which is really funny but uh, yeah. They haven't really built up Paige. Like, you're just kind of, like, expected, like, yeah, he's a baby face, but, like, the dude never cuts promos. Like, unless you watch Being the Elite, unless you watch uh, Road to All Out, which, I mean, I do, but I don't think I, I, do I don't too. think the majority of people are doing all of that. I mean, you can look at the downloads and see the majority of people that are tuning in are just going to see, like, a charismatic, good-looking, in-shape dude. Young dude, yeah. And then they're going to see Chris Jericho, who they're probably very familiar with. Yeah. And... You know, it's just tough. Like, they, they haven't really positioned him well. And I'm a big AEW mark, and I don't want to be like, you know, everybody be like, oh, you just like AEW so much more than, like, anything else. But I do want to be critical where they deserve criticism, and I think they deserve criticism in that. And I think that's the argument for putting the belt on Jericho initially, because then, listen, we really don't know what uh, AEW is going to look like until it gets on television, until it's a weekly product on TNT. And that would be the argument, in my mind, for putting the belt on Y2J, because then you can build Adam Page as a star to your weekly television audience and have him chase, which is always, I mean, tried and true. That's the best way to get a guy over, to have a baby face chase a good heel. And Jericho's a great heel, uh, JCB. No, I agree. Um, I'll just say this, and I'll kind of piggyback on what, off of what Two Beer said. You got to watch Being the Elite. You got to watch the road to all in to kind of see where Hangman Page 
I guess, motivation is coming into this match. They never really built it up the way that we typically are used to seeing a a rivalry built up. And when I say typically, I mean WWE. Now, that said, um, it's not the worst build. It's just it's you can tell it wasn't working when Jericho jumped Paige and then the crowd took Jericho's side. Ultimately, that's not what you want. You want the baby face to feel like, you know, the crowd has empathy, sympathy for him, whatever you want to call it. And then, come you know, ultimately rise up and take down, you know, the heel. That wasn't the case. You know, I guess I was at Fighter Fest or whatever. That wasn't the case at Fighter Fest. The crowd literally jumped on Jericho's back. Now, maybe it was a litmus test to see how you were going to play it. But ultimately, I think that's where... If you're smart, you're just going to have to take this for what it is. Give the crowd what they want for the moment. Here's Jericho, someone we all know, someone we can all relate, not relate to, but at least... We're familiar with him. Familiar with. The the audience is familiar with him. Us as Smarks and those who are interested, curious, I don't know. Oh, I mean, if you were one, one of the 20 million people that watched the Monday Night Wars, you're familiar with Jericho. Right. No, I was going to say, anybody that's watched wrestling in the last 25 years knows who's Jer- knows who's well, Jericho okay, is. Okay, but you do, okay, if you're if you're the casual fan and you know you have two guys as the champion, you have Adam Cole or you have Chris Jericho. And you're the Adam and, Page? No, I'm talking about Adam Cole is Adam your Cole? NXT. Okay, that's what I was asking. NXT yeah. champion versus just for the sake of argument, let's just say Jericho wins. So you got these two guys as essentially the top of Oh, for the, the Wednesday war. For the Wednesday war. If you're a casual fan and you you don't watch and you know here's your two big stars, you're probably leaning towards Chris Jericho because like you're saying. This is someone that you remember way back when. And damn, he's still wrestling? Oh, well, shit. Right. Or you would look at Adam Cole and think, oh, my God, has Shawn Michaels been go. underwater for the last 20 years? Because it looks go. like he shrunk a little bit. There we go. <laughs> See? <laughs> I thought you were going to dignify that with response. I'm just, I'll say what that is. Two down, one to go. Roderick Strong better not fuck this shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, this probably could have been our two count, but it's still our one count. Uh, some news that came down after last week's show was John Moxley uh, has uh, a MRSA. That's some kind of infection. Staff infection. Staff infection in his elbow. Um, he is unable to fight. So that huge moment coming out of All In where he attacked Kenny Omega and they were getting to this big Omega Moxley match at All Out. He had to drop out the week before. They replaced him quickly with Pac, which is a great replacement. I mean, it's going to be a great match. He's a better worker than Moxley is. Um, I think everybody would agree on that. Uh, But the story's not there. Thoughts on that, Tubir? I think this is actually a blessing in disguise, even though the Pac-Omega match has no heat. Uh, the crowd and the people that buy the pay-per-view are, since there is no weekly TV yet, the people that buy are the same people that bought Double or Nothing. They're the same people that went to All In last year, the same people that went to Double or Nothing and Fighter Fest and so forth. So they know Pac, they're very familiar, and they know they're they're going to get like a five-star quality match like out of these guys. And they don't even care about the story. They're just, it's just going to be all work rate and, you know, in-ring storytelling and, you know, not necessarily a spot fest, but maybe a spot fest. Uh, 
I would not have necessarily thought this. I thought it would have been devastating because of the hype surrounding this. But then I saw Kenny's promo that he cut at the beginning of being the elite. It was a thing of beauty, dude. It was it was <clears throat> the best Kenny Omega promo I've seen. He cut some great stuff on Tanahashi last year for the Tokyo Dome. Uh, that was really good, but this was like next level. I felt that it was more scathing, more cutting. He was like, oh, uh, you know, John Moxley, you know, so funny that you guys, uh, you know, you ended up, the timing of this is so phenomenal. You know, you go to Japan, basically you're trying to be me. It's like, oh, you entered the G1. And he's like, uh, yeah, I remember when I entered the G1 and I won it on my first year. He's like, I got the t-shirt to prove it. Yeah. And he's like, how'd you do in it? You know, like, right. and uh, it was just Phenomenal! Like I'm not going to go over the whole thing, or I wouldn't even be able to do it justice. Just watch the first four minutes of the last being the elite episode, and you'll see a great Kenny Omega promo. So I think this allows it more time to ruminate and to build heat, and allow these guys who are both great storytellers and who are both great with psychology. And that's Moxley's like mo is psychology. His mo is not like that big in ring work rate, even though he can do that, and he showed us that in the G1. Um, I think it'll be the blessing in disguise. Like I'm happy to watch Pac versus Omega. They could have done some more stuff down the line, but whatever. Like we'll see it in the future. Jason, uh, who wins? Mm. Going with the Chris Jericho. I'll I'll just say that because this is why I'll say the pick. I'm saying Jericho win the main event. So in that scenario. I kind of want to lean towards Kenny Omega winning, so that way you still have Moxley on the table. If Pac won, that wouldn't be the worst fucking thing in the world either because you still got Moxley on the table. So, I mean, if, you, if you're pinning me down, I'm going to say Kenny Omega, but it, it's going to be a great match. It's just it's going to be a different match, more more in-ring versus more psych- psychological there was, with uh, Moxley. There was an earlier episode of Being the Elite, and it started out with Matt and Nick making notes about like the TV show, and one of my favorite notes on there whenever they zoomed in on him was, uh, should Kenny be a jobber? Yeah, And I right. fucking love that, <laughs> because everybody's thinking, like, how, you know, how do you have Kenny Omega lose? Because he's the guy, but you know, they don't have TV yet, and Kenny Omega could <laughs> lose every match all the way up until TV, and then day one of TV, he could be positioned as the guy. You and did, you that's did, the reset. You did just say, though, that they weren't doing enough to make him a big deal. Yeah. I think that if he would have gone against Moxley, that would have been doing as much as they could to make him a big deal because he'd be going against their the biggest star coming in. Sure. Um, I... I can't disagree. It's I think WWE, they're, so, I think I mean, they're a little intentional on that because they don't want to... Like, the Young Bucks are definitely leading that tag team division, and I don't think that... The, I think they're very aware that everyone knows that they're executive vice presidents and they right. don't want to book themselves and be Dusty Rhodes. Um, so that that's one thing. So we'll see how it goes. I think Kenny Omega <laughs> can win and be fine because he's a fucking winner and he's top three wrestler in the world i mean if they want to go with if i mean if hangman page ends up winning then you could go if Pac wins then you can go with page and Pac as like they the, originally as an, wanted as, to do like they originally wanted to do yeah. but also if jericho wins i think then you have if, if your plan is to put the belt on jericho i think then you have omega go over because then you have put hangman page to the back like we were saying he's not the biggest star he hasn't cut that many promos and let hangman page kind of ruminate in the background, on your first couple weeks of TV, build this guy into a star, and then have... Alpha versus Omega. 
yeah. And then down the road, you have Page versus Omega. Something uh, like uh, that, yeah. Face Page versus Kenny Omega and take the belt off of Omega. And then, you know. One guy we haven't even really talked about, and one of the matches I'm looking forward to is Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes. For the, oh, just yeah. for the. For let's just play devil's With advocate. Blanchard in, in Sean, Sean Spears', Spears corner. corner, and Who's, who do you think his second is? That because that's the story. Yeah, it's th- not necessarily who wins, but who's yeah. seconds because there's second. only be one person. I, I got. I think it's Arn Anderson because mm. Arn's been out of WWE, and I think I think Cody's going to bring Arn in, and I think Arn's going to be in AEW, and I think he's going to be a producer because he got fired from WWE. So I mean, he they, did. Yeah, yeah, he got fired because of. Uh, some shit with like uh, Alicia Fox showed up drunk, and uh, they blamed Arn Anderson because that's how WWE works. Okay, to- four horsemen, four horsemen in each corner. Yeah. Okay, okay. I-, I think it's gonna be Arn. I think it's gonna be the enforcer. And I did, I'm gonna I- pop so big. I did not think that. I could totally see that. That makes perfect fucking sense. It's symmetry that works. I'll I'll go with Arn Anderson too. That was not the person I was going to say by any stretch. I was going to go with Dustin because it's a safe bet. Oh sure. Okay, yeah, that works. See, this is what I'm th- Never mind. <laughs> uh, if Sean Spears wins, then you could throw him into the mix. So, I mean, it, it's... it's the, They've already kind of set themselves up for now at All Out and then going towards the... Uh, I guess that's what, the 15th now of September? Or is it... No, it's in October. I'm sorry. Second, second of October. October. Yeah, it's the first week of October. October. So they're leading towards October where you still have storylines that have advanced, but it, they're just giving us enough to make sure that we're coming into October 2nd to where they can have a huge number going against NXT. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, Tully Blanchard form a stable Though with a couple guys, MJF does not have a match on this card, which is right. Uh, or is he in one of the four ways? No, I, I'm pretty sure he's on a match. Give me two seconds. Yeah, but I got, I got I, it pulled I, up here. I mean, he's not in a big profile match, at least. But would, he's also not necessarily like he will be a star. But well, they, a, they like him a lot, clearly. And it he's would, not booked. No, he's, he's not. not booked. I, I apologize. Yeah. It would be good to if you're going. It would also be good if you're going to start TV in a couple weeks. Just have a stable, man. Like, have a stable. People get behind stables. People like stables. Just Tony because Blanchard, we like it doesn't mean that it's no. it's for everybody. Let's, everybody likes stables except for Vince. Let's let's see how it plays itself out. Because, I mean, it, there could be a stable getting formed, but All Out has to kind of just unfold for itself, and let's see how the dominoes fall. As it stands right now, I, I can't see anybody, but I don't want to force it. Let's just... let's. Just see how it naturally progresses itself out. And if there will be a stable, I'm sure it's just right I mean, now. I just can't something see something big is going to happen on this show. Some swerve at the end or something. MJF turning on Cody is the only thing I can think of. That would be CM Punk. CM Punk is the biggest unknown and they've been teasing it. And I think they'll continue to tease it. If that happened, it would change a lot. Okay. What's it? Let's let's. See, we need to I mean, uh, Tony Khan's got all this money. No, Dude, Tony I, I Khan, don't even think it's the money. I think it's it's look at Rom Gronkowski. Look at fucking Andrew Luck. I think he lost the love. The question is, has he regained it? I don't even think it's money. About punk? Yeah. Oh, well I think he'd love to stick it to Vince. And I think Tony Tony Khan when he decided 
whenever he was coming up with this, you know, idea of starting a wrestling promotion, his top guy that he wanted was CM Punk. That was his top guy. So you know that he has not given up on that. And if it's a money thing with Punk and he's had some like lawsuit things, then that's that problem solved. Uh, and if you like Bill said, I think even more if he wants to stick it to Vince and hey, here's a here's a new war and right. I'm going to be on this side of it. Right. I think that's worth it to him. I don't know Punk like nobody does. Like everybody wants to like. He doesn't seem very cool. No, he does not. Like he seems like a even less cool Seth Rollins who is not cool. Right. They're so not cool. no, they're not cool. Uh, they have really hot wives, so maybe I shouldn't be so cool. Yeah. Like, you know, that's I right. Can cut a promo though. <laughs> my, my wife's pretty hot too. But. Yeah, I was gonna say, what the heck, man? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't cut a promo either. No, I said, um, <laughs> no, I said Punk can cut a promo. Well, you know, that was a shot. Uh, that that would be the biggest deal. I'd the love biggest thing that could happen out. this weekend would be Punk. Well, if he came out and dropped a pipe bomb at the end of this yeah, thing. Yeah, even if he just cut a promo. Yeah, even if he came out and cut a promo on whoever wins the main event or something. Or I mean, you can't come out. You can't have him come out in GTS Omega because they just pulled that trick with Moxley at the end of the last one. But, I mean, you, you could have be him on, come out and cut some promo. No, it, you could have him, you know, kind of pop out of the crowd and because Chris Jericho is going to win, have a face-to-face with him and Chris Jericho yeah, and have they've him already, off the air. They've already done that, though. Like, they've, already, they even, they've even had a WrestleMania match. I don't think you can have him pop out of the crowd. I think you need to hear that. Cult of personality. If you guys you can tell that, that, that was the guitar lick. You can to, still do uh, that, and he can, and, he can still, and he can mill through the crowd. It's fucking Chicago. It's not I mean, like they're not I, going to move out the wave. So see, I wasn't Punk even thinking about the it would be Chicago. I mean, that place yeah, would so fucking I mean, go erupt. bonkers. Yeah. He's so, already there. Yeah, it's he can be just a, because he's there doesn't mean he's there. No, okay? but it, it is the best case scenario. It would be the best case scenario. Uh, anything else that we need to cover on this? We got uh, Phoenix and Pentagon versus uh, the Young Bucks for the thirtieth time. In just the not, no, but it's a, ladder, it's a ladder match. It's, it's, a, ladder match. Yeah, it's a ladder de la morta match. Or I can't speak. Phoenix, Espanol. I hope I hope Phoenix is okay. Injured his yeah, leg. He's having a hard time walking, but uh, hopefully he's good. I mean, there's just a bunch of good matches. Just uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good show. Yeah. I will. I will not be able to watch it, but I'll be paying attention to it on my phone. Yeah, I'll be working. Uh, let's get to our two counts. Two beer. What's the two count? Two count. Uh, we didn't talk about it much last week, but <laughs> this main event storyline. So we just got done talking for what a half an hour about the main event storylines of a promotion that barely exists. Yeah. And this promotion that's existed for uh, longer than I've been alive, <laughs> their main event storyline. Uh, changes week to week, and uh, nothing is making sense whatsoever. Uh, this week, and I'm talking about Daniel Bryan and uh, the Vintner, Eric Rowan, <laughs> and uh, the <laughs> and uh, Roman Reigns, who's the biggest guy, right? He's, he's your guy. And you'd think that if you're putting like any effort into any storyline, it would be Roman Reigns' storyline, like if you're Vince McMahon. And again, Vince tore up the script uh, last week to SmackDown, rewrote it all. Uh, we got a 14-minute Lacey Evans match and a five-minute Chad Gable match. So there's where our priorities lie. I said the exact same thing to Jason. <laughs> yeah, it was just miserable. And then, so we had this cliffhanger, right? So if you guys oh, tuned into SmackDown shit. last week, 
they they already had a cliffhanger where Daniel Bryan was saying, "I'm going to bring you the the real perpetrator, the real person that's behind all this Roman Reigns, you know, attempted murder, right?" So you're trying to you're attempting to murder your biggest star, and so they have this guy in a hood for two hours, and this guy just sits passively under a hood for two hours, and they're in a room, and then Roman Reigns finally gets in there at the end of the show. And Daniel Bryan cuts this promo, and he's like, you know, you're going to apologize to me because I've got the real perpetrator. And then he pulls the hood off, and it's another Vintner. And it's just <laughs> another dude who looks exactly like Eric Rowan. And they just look at each other, and Daniel Bryan is trying not to laugh for 40 seconds at least, where they're just looking at each other. And that's how the show ends. So you're like, surely, surely. We are going to get some resolution on this next week. But no, we get two hours into the show, and Daniel Bryan is demanding an apology from Roman Reigns because he produced this other Vintner, but they didn't even mention the fact that he produces other person. They're just saying that he demands an apology. And Roman finally gets out to the ring, and they produce the same footage that we've been seeing for three weeks, and it shows Eric Rowan walking you know, in the footage and Daniel Bryan gets super pissed at Eric Rowan and starts slapping him and calling him a liar and saying he doesn't associate with liars when, I mean, logically that could have been this other right. person. It could have been the guy that looked exactly like it Rowan. It could have been the guy. But they did the episodes and they did them backwards. They did them backwards. Exactly. <laughs> but they just completely abandoned the storyline and then Daniel Bryan comes out and Roman Reigns spears him and nothing matters. Like we talk about long-term booking in WWE and how we'd like to see more of it. And this is not what I want to see. I want to see long-term stuff, but I don't want it week to week changed week to week and just coming up with stuff. And we saw one person in the background. So let's bring him into the fucking storyline, just a job or like whatever, like just come up with a story and just shoot the story and just have it done. And this is the main event. This isn't like, a Cesaro storyline or like a Miz storyline. This is this is the main event with with I mean essentially your two biggest stars. Yeah, like absolutely. Daniel Bryan, best guy in WWE, best deal in the game. Roman Reigns, who is your quote unquote top guy that you're calling your top guy, and you can't come up with anything better. He's the big dog. The big dog. Jason, thoughts? I'll play devil's advocate when you're done. Man, you can start be, right now, motherfucker. I mean, this is ridiculous. So magically now, for three weeks, we couldn't find this video that now shows that there's this doppelganger of Eric Rowan hiding in the background. It looked like he was pushing the boxes over. I don't know. I don't give a fuck at this point. I mean, it's just goddamn ridiculous. I would have asked that guy what his alibi was. Like, the guy could have been like, I don't even work for WB. I live in this town. Yeah, real quick. Like, what happened last week when they're all in the room and looking at each other? Did Roman Reigns not say, well, what the fuck is going on? Like, they just looked at each other and then they left. And that's how it ends? I mean... And that's how it ends? There's no... There was no... He roughed up Buddy Murphy. He anybody that was remotely involved in this, including Daniel Bryan at the end, got some sort of work. So the guy that supposedly did this doesn't get any work. Doesn't they even put, get a Superman punch. Doesn't get any hands put on him. So now we fast forward. That isn't even re- resolved yet. So now we fast forward. So now this magic video pops up where you've got in W in K Fabe's house. 
you got all these goddamn cameras running around, and you have now the camera that actually has the footage of the guy that apparently pushes these boxes over or supposedly pushes these boxes over. I don't know. I don't care at this point. How, how does he get this video? How does nobody know, okay, it, it's Roman Reigns? I see this. I'm going to get this video. It takes three weeks to get this video of Roman Reigns. And that, that's just like the real small little nitpicky type shit. I mean, you nailed it on the head. I mean, ultimately, they have quickly abandoned this shit time after time, week after week, to where now you're sitting there, you're like, well, how the fuck does this happen? It doesn't even make logical fucking sense. Ultimately, it makes Roman Reigns look stupid because he couldn't figure it out three weeks after the fact. I don't think anybody ever mistook him for a nuclear scientist. All I'm saying is, is that doesn't make... <laughs> all I'm saying is, it just doesn't make the baby faces look smart. They're always two steps they behind. They always look stupid. I mean, we don't have to spend that much time on this because we really did spend a lot of time on All Out, I didn't realize. Um, we got like 18 minutes left. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time on this. I'll play Devil's Advocate real fast. I'll the only good thing about this is that Daniel Bryan is such a great heel that the crowd seems to be behind Roman Reigns when they're not bored senseless by the storyline. But they do seem to be behind Roman Reigns. He is not getting as many boos when he comes out. That might be the SmackDown crowd because he hasn't been coming out on Raw lately like he didn't come out this week. But uh, the silver lining in it is that if they were trying to rehabilitate Roman Reigns, They've done a decent job by putting him up against the best heel in the business. I don't know, man. I, I, well, I mean, that is a good way to think about it for sure. But Roman, if you remember whenever like he was out with the cancer and we talked about how this dude will never be booed again and they just make him look so fucking stupid that you still don't care. Like this dude should be so hyper over. So hyper over. This dude beat cancer to come back and perform for us fucking multiple times a week and be on the road and just be this workhorse. And they've still, like, managed to fuck that up. Yeah, who would have thought that he was so dumb after he named his finisher the Superman Punch? <laughs> still drives me up a fucking wall. The, the Superman match, I'm the so The match mad will about be it. good. The build was brutal. I cock my wrist every, every time before I jerk off. Just like Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our three count. All right, uh, I mean, I cock my uh, wrist uh, before I risk my cock. There's a <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody talks about my one liners. No, we need to get a bunch of yours. Go ahead. There is another New Japan. There's another pay per view this weekend. New Japan uh, Royal Quest, uh, which is taking place in London. Uh, I believe you can watch it on Fight TV. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, yeah, no, well, we it do. takes no, place we in do. London. No, it, we do. We it starts, it's Fight TV, and then you can watch it later if you I'm have totally New joking. Japan. You can't watch it live, but you can watch it like a day later. But there's three big matches to talk about. Okada versus Suzuki for the heavyweight championship. Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi for the... Uh, Intercontinental Championship. No, it's the Rev, Rev, the Rev Pro. Pro. The, uh, the Rev Pro Champion. Oh, yeah. The because British it's, because it's in London. That's yeah. right. And then for the Never Open Weight Championship, you have the grudge match of Kenta versus Ishii. Which match are you looking forward to the most, JCB? Uh, obviously, I want to see Okada versus uh, Suzuki. I mean, I've been you know crying for Suzuki to to rain some havoc and then he, when he finally beats Okada and, and becomes you know essentially the number one contender 
that's the match I want to see. I mean, no, not, everybody knows how I love Zach Saber Jr. That's my dog. Oh yeah. Um, we're going to we're going to see that match again. Him and uh, Tanahashi. That's not a problem. Ishii Kenta would be is interesting in just the fact that now Kenta's Bullet Club and Ishii is kind of was not even in the match. He didn't really have anything to do with him getting flipped, but he's on the peripheral with uh, Shibata, kind of hopefully looming in the background somewhere. But if I had to put money down on it, I'm waiting for the main event. The, the, the whole card should be amazing, but... I was going to say, trick question, they're all going to be badass. <laughs> Two beer, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, man, uh, Suzuki and Okada went to a 30-minute uh, draw in the rain outdoors in Suzuki's hometown. That was their, their most recent bout. And uh, from yeah, all accounts... On, that's it, on New Japan World. Yeah, just fucking phenomenal. Fuck the Matrix. Uh, I would be really interested to see... <laughs> Dude, you know, you see that match? Yeah. Unreal. I would be really interested to see, you know, IWGB Championship does not flip-flop, you know, like the WWE title um, does, or other, or a yeah. lot of other promotions. Suzuki's not going to win. But I would, would highly doubt it. I would highly doubt it. I would like to see it, but I don't know that it would. But it's going to be a great match, and they're going to tease the fuck out of it, and Suzuki's going to beat the fuck out of Okada. Uh, but I, I'm really stoked to see Kenta and Ishii, because Ishii is arguably he's on like, a tear we've got will osprey who's having this amazing year especially like with the super j cup which we won't be able to see till next month but by all accounts like his stuff with amazing red and uh phantasmo and stuff like he's having like still even after the g1 is having like matches of the year every time he gets in the ring uh regardless this card is going to fill a g1 shaped hole in my heart <laughs> and uh, i'm really happy that it takes place during the day because i got to work saturday night and i'm gonna miss all out but i'll be able to check this out yeah uh, i had a i had a few hours with the house to myself this weekend and i went back and watched some of those g1 matches that i missed when i was on vacation and it's arguable that if you if you watched every match in the g1 and gave each one of them a star rating and averaged it out it's arguable that ishii had the best g1 actually Looking at uh, so uh, Melter's uh, Melter's ratings, Ishii had the best G one out of anybody. No shit. Yep. Look at that. No, I'm Dave gonna, Melter. It was, it was no, Ishii was and Abushi. It's sorry. Did I clip there, Sam? No, I was going to say that the, the good part about it is, <laughs> Sam. yeah, Sam's like oh, he's looking at Instagram. Um, Ishii is going to is starting to finally get his due at least by the New Japan Smarks. Now, will this ultimately translate from him coming out of the never, you know, never wait open tier and then graduating to maybe an IC championship? You know, I, at least. I think he should get a run with the belt. Like, I know Suzuki should too. And I know that we're not in the time of we, you deserve it because I don't like that you deserve it. I don't either. It's the worst chant. But it's worse than what? I feel like uh, Ishii. I'll say he's earned it. He's earned it. Oh, man. He's, How about he's, that? You know what? If I could get a sh any shirt from a New Japan wrestler, it would be an Ishii shirt. No, he's, he's, dog, he's earned it. Yeah, without Stone question. And he'll him and Kenta will have a great match. And like I said, this if he can get away from Kenta, hold the title for a little bit, drop it at some later point, he, he needs to move up. Osprey can come in. Shingo can come Osprey's in. Osprey's got can a future. Be, they yeah. can be the Neverweight Open champions right. after Ishii, but Ishii needs to move up. And that's going to do it for our three counts. 
JCB, tell us about F&B. F&B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton, part of our Southampton Mafia of independent restaurant. Tri- tri- damn it, I'm going to say it right this time. Independent restaurant tours. I keep saying I want to say chain. It just fucks me up so many times. Check out my boy Mike. I know you ain't talking shit. Check out my boy Mike. F&B Eatery 3453 Southampton. Tell him JCB sent you. This is banned from ringside. Okay, we only got 10 minutes left. We got uh, to get through some stuff. Uh, King of the Ring, we had some matches this week. We had some good and some bad. Uh, Ricochet went over McIntyre, which I think was the right call. I mean, Ricochet is the guy that you're riding high right now. McIntyre can be rebuilt as a heel if you want to. No, he can't. Uh, yes, yes, he can. No, he can't. Go ahead. No, go ahead and say your thoughts about McIntyre. You keep devaluing him. This is when... When we talk about a certain tag team that ran off four in a row, that's why everybody's losing their shit. Uh, the other match was Cedric Alexander versus Cesaro. Alexander went over. Cesaro is going to the NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Perfectly fine. Uh, apparently, Cesaro has been asking to go to NXT UK for a while now, and they have finally granted them that. Uh, thoughts on that, Zach? Oh, man. Big Dick Tony in NXT UK. It's going to be awesome. Dude, it's going to be great. Uh, the huge pop for Pete Dunn coming back to regular NXT. Uh, and Rhea Ripley, who uh, <sighs> is going to be the challenger for Shayna Baszler. And I think she is the one to dethrone. Probably. Uh, if Baszler goes over Rhea, monster. like that's a mistake. Uh, uh, NXT Cardiff uh, has Tyler Bate versus Walter. Which we we just talked about all these matches over the weekend. That is going to be one of the It'll best be matches, matches of, of the, the weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's People both- have been sleeping on Tyler Bate because he's been in Mustache Mountain for a while. Like, it was not long ago when that dude had those five-star matches with Pete Dunne. And, like, this dude's still only, like, 22, 23 years old yeah. and is, like, has no ceiling, at least outside of WWE. Uh, he's still short. Uh, so he's, but even though he's like beefy, like he's not a Vince guy. <laughs> That's his seal and he's short. Yeah, but uh, he's fucking amazing. This is going to be a great match. The other King of the Ring matches, as the the uh, Zach mentioned before, Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin only got four minutes, which was very disappointing. Uh, Buddy Murphy and Ali got about 12, and we've seen those guys, at least I've seen those guys wrestle in 205 Live before. Uh, that was a fun match. I'd love to see those guys have a real feud uh, on the big roster down the line or somewhere else. Absolutely. Even worse than Chad Gable only getting four minutes is his new gimmick where he's basically just a short guy. Yeah. And he's sad about it. Like, Yeah, he did look kind of sad when Shelton Benjamin was making fun of him. I know we've never said this, but Chad Gable really leaves, needs to leave WWE. I know it's never been said. Yeah, it's <laughs> never been said. Never been said. Uh, Jason, you want to go off on this? Uh, I know that you're upset no, about Dolph something. Ziggler and Robert Roode uh, becoming the number one contenders. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Please. Please do it. Okay, see. Listen, they, they they beat a bunch of jobbers and the War Raiders. A bunch no, of jobbers no, and, the war, and the War Raiders and the Revival and the fucking Good were, Brothers. Were the Revival in there? And the most stacked br- fucking raw tag team division we've seen in forever. And that's the problem. Once you had the War Raiders come out first, I was like, oh, shit. They're going to fuck them up. Now, how are they going to fuck them up? They're so they, done. They're not done. They're they, done. No, that, they're that, not done. That gimmick will never get over. They, they're, I, putting I said, it, they're putting it on pause. Just, I'll go quick. 
the War Raiders and OC, they're going to have their own feud. Rude and Ziggler, who could have been a good tag team if you wouldn't have just kept letting lose left and right, eating loss after loss after loss. Yeah, if they would have been a tag team a long time ago, I would have been, been all for it. All for it. Yeah. Perfect. But when you do it too late. It makes sense and they, together. And they, and they run off four in a row over established tag teams. That doesn't make sense. Single guys coming together should never. And The Rock means never. Go over an established <laughs> tag team at any point. I don't give a rat's ass who it is. You can look at my Mount Rushmore. Take any of them two jokers and you put them against the Road Warriors. The Road Warriors should smack the dog shit out these motherfuckers. There's no way on God's green earth that they should no win. Way. No way. Four in a row. Four fuck out of here. They should have. Fuck out of here. Two, maybe. Three, no way. Four. Boy, you now you know you tripping. They better win the titles. Otherwise, this goes for nine, and it's another bullshit move at the last goddamn minute just to try to get over two guys that ain't got nothing to do. That's your excuse. They well, ain't got nothing else better to do. Well, Give them something to do. You well, got a whole goddamn roster. Vincent, I mean, no sense. Vincent wants Seth and Braun going against a tag team. Whatever, Vince wants Seth and Braun. I'm just telling you what Vince is thinking. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, I'm not happy about it either. I will say it wasn't a tag team turmoil that. match, though. It was a gauntlet match. Yeah. How long before he forgets about Plus, that about match this? sucked. It sucked. It like, didn't even make sense Remember the last, point. the last three times he got behind Bobby Roode, he just forgot about it? So when's the next, like, same thing with Ziggler. Two like, weeks. It's going to be two weeks, and then this doesn't they'll, mean anything. They'll win, and then it would go back to Did normal. Did Gable and Roode ever win? Were Gable no. and Roode tag team champs? No. They weren't? Gable and Roode were tag team champs. Yeah, yeah. they were. Were they? Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, they That's were. how little it matters. Listen. You don't even remember. I think it's funny, though, that you say that McIntyre's done, but you think the Viking Raiders aren't done. The Viking Raiders are done, man. That is never going to get over. The only reason that they're not done is because they'll be champions at some point. That's the only reason. Oh, the, the, I don't division, think so. the, the division as a whole is an afterthought. It becomes a thought when Vince wants it to be a thought. Now it's a thought because you have... Seth and Braun involved in the tag team mix. Outside of that, Street Profits are the only team I can think of that could probably survive all this because they look and act like the Usos. Entertaining. Well, Outside of that, I mean, New Day. New Day, too. Speaking, speaking of New Day, uh, I liked watching a serious Big E take on Randy Orton, even though he took the loss. It was it was not a clean loss. Uh, it was semi-serious. I, he did spank his ass. I, I ha- <laughs> look what I have written down. Look what I have written down. Spanking with an arrow down. I was like, why are you spanking the Big E? Like, he came out so mad and everything, and then he had to do the fucking spanking, man. I want to see a serious Big E singles run. I want to see a serious Big E singles push. Let's have it. Patience. You might get a serious Big E heel run at some point. So. That would be, I would be all for that. That. Yeah, that might be. Uh, let's see. Anything else? No, I don't, don't want to say that. Anything else? 24-7. No. AJ uh, beat Braun at the end. Oh, Braun and Seth are, it's official. They are going against each other. At, Shocker. So defending twice. Defending twice. Here. Yeah. Okay. Because he doesn't have a roster full we don't, of, yeah, we don't don't have have enough, a roster full of people. Don't have a big enough roster, so we got to have uh, Braun Strowman, who can barely move, wrestle twice. I'm kind of surprised they didn't put the U.S. title on Braun Dude, at the end I'd of have, Raw. That'd have been it. That'd have been it. Oh, you would have been done? Oh. You would have stopped watching it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No. We got a podcast to do, man. Okay, what did, what did I say when 205 and when Enzo happened? I shut that shit down. Don't fuck with oh, me. What about now that they're calling Enzo back? 
it's going to be NXT. It, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> All bullshit aside, it kind of makes sense. I, I, if it's going to be a tag team. I'm happy for Cass if it happens because that yeah, dude that's seems to more, really yeah. turned, turned his life around. If anything, I'm more happy for Cass than I am for Enzo. Enzo he can get that paycheck and he can uh, run into Corey Graves and Carmella in the back. Can't teach Ooh. that. <laughs> this is banned from ringside. All right, we got some birthdays to get to real fast. Jeff Hardy is 42 this week. Mickey James also is also the same 40. number of DUIs he's had. Ember Moon is 31. Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow? Alive? No. no Bam Bam Bigelow. No, RIP. He would have been 58. Sammy Callahan, 32. TJ Perkins, where have the gone? Where Super are they? TJ Perkins. Impact, wrestling. Uh, yeah. 35. Karma, a.k.a. Austin Kong, is 42. And Xavier Woods, the weak link in the weakest faction in WWE is wow. 33. Ladies and, and gentlemen. And the best sex tape. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, guess, I guess. I don't know, man. Wait a minute. Is there a better <laughs> wrestling sex tape? Ladies and gentlemen. We oh, know the there's Hogan tons of podcasts that's the so we appreciate you taking. <laughs> so we appreciate you taking the time out to listen to ours. For Sam the Mahler Mall. For Shock City Studios. For Vice. For JJ Twigs. For Evan B. Eatery. For Lucha Chris. For Two Beer Zach Bowman. For Jason Cornelius Bell, I'm I am Bill Maggie, and everybody move the heels! <laughs> <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.